Liza Poor. I'm Mike Kolasik. Every week, we randomly pick two movies from our DVD collection, watch them, and discuss. When it's all over, we can only keep one. Two discs center. One disc leaves. This is DVD, DVD Deathmatch. Deathmatch. <laughs> Um, hello. Hello. How we doing? We're doing okay. Great. Same old, same old. Pandemic. Yeah, pandemic. Uh, World still slowly sliding into hell. It's fine. Ah. Hey, hey, I wouldn't say slowly. <laughs> Rapidly. I'd Rapidly. say pretty precipitous decline. Yeah. But hey, that election's coming up. It's coming up. Guys, did you vote? I hope you voted. I also hope you voted. Yeah, everyone, everyone vote. I mean, you don't need us. You got, you got everybody telling you to vote. You got, you know. Maybe no one has told them to vote. You don't know. Yeah, but we know everyone. What if who we're the one? Podcast. What if right? But what if there's like one person they stumble upon this podcast today? Because they're like a total Mr. Brooks head. Yeah, and they're like, oh, I want to listen to this. And one, they're like, who are these people? They are incredible. And two, they're like. You know what? I wasn't going to vote. But these two people watched Mr. Brooks. And and they they told me to vote. Yeah, and they told me to vote. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go vote. Yeah, but hopefully that person has registered and that they've got, they've requested their absentee ballot Mm -hmm. or that they, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so they did all that. Then they forgot about it. Right. Then they stumbled onto uh, Mr. Brooks episode of a podcast. Then they were reminded to go vote. And they were just so inspired by our voices to go vote. That's the hope. If you can reach just one person. That's all that matters, right? Who loves Mr. Brooks. <laughs> do we have topics at the top before yes. we get into it? Yes, I, we do. We do. We are ending spooky season. We are. End of spooky season. This is the the ultimate spooky season episode. This right. is we it. We had anti-penultimate. Then we had penultimate. penultimate. Now it's just ultimate, this baby. Just the ultimate. Um, and so thought I'd ask, because we didn't, I don't know if we covered it, mm. in the words of the ghost face killer, <laughs> yes. what's your favorite scary movie? What's your favorite scary movie? Ooh, it's a good one. It's a good question. I mean, my cliche answer is Scream. Yeah. It's not a cliche. I'm going to give a top three. Okay. Top three. I'll also give a top three. Okay. We got Scream. We got Session Nine. Yeah. And we got uh, Strangers. Yeah. Those are, I think those are my three, like, scary, top three scary movies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I like that. I'm going to lock those in. They're all, they're all like scary for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, Like Scream, Scream is this, this, this thing in and of itself, right? It's this whole new mm-hmm. genre yeah. that like birthed a bunch of genres. Started we talked a about it. Yep. Um, but it's the one that started it. And it's also it also came out at the perfect time for us. Right. Like the age per- right. for us. And so like, yes, it's like funny and scary and great. And like classic slasher. And then session nine is that perfect like spooky what's going on. Mm-hmm. thing terrifying yeah absolutely terrifying and then strangers is like home invasion yeah oh god yeah. nightmare times yeah strangers is exactly yeah. like violence yeah 
session nine is supernatural. Yes. And that dread, that supernatural otherworldly dread thing. Yeah, like mood. Mm-hmm. Creating a mood. And scream is just like, I'm not going to use the word that I always use. Iconic. <laughs> I didn't say it. <laughs> what are your, what's, what's your favorite movie? Do you have one or are you going to do a top three? I'll do a top three. Let's but I, it. you said The Strangers in Session 9, so I don't need to say those. And Scream, I love Scream too. So yeah. I don't need to say any of those. Okay. So putting those aside. Right. Because they've already been said. The Shining. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic. Halloween, which is not, uh, not an obscure, not, these are not obscure choices. They don't have to be obscure choices. Kind of cliche. <laughs> I would say Psycho also, but I don't think of Psycho as a scary movie. It's never scared me. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah. But I've never found it scary or even remotely scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's not the same. It doesn't feel like the same thing, although it yeah. is a horror movie. No, it definitely is. And it's definitely intended to be scary. Yeah. And it's like. So that's, but I don't feel like it fits in this prompt. Okay. Um, I should have uh, come more prepared. <laughs> well, I didn't, I wasn't thinking I'd have to do three. You don't have to do three. I only did three because I couldn't pick one. Do you have one? Do you have a top scary I mean, movie? probably The Shining. I love that. It'll come up. Not in spooky season, no. but it'll come up. Okay. All right. Well, great. We did it. We did it. Good job. Um, Good job, us. And then topics at the top. There's a plug. Oh, there's a plug. I got an, I got another plug for you guys. Um, that theater group that I'm working with, we're doing another show. It's uh, tomorrow when you listen to this. It's on Friday. Friday the thirtieth. The thirtieth of October, twenty twenty. It is. It's uh, five slightly spooky tales, um, and it's uh, all original works. Again, and it's virtual, and I'm in two of them. Yeah, and one of them you wrote. I wrote, yeah, I wrote a short thing for this, and yeah. it's, it's fun. So, uh, Friday, October thirtieth, at eight p.m. It's from the Couch Theater. Um, we'll probably maybe shoot a link in our stories, Insta stories, yeah, or something. That's a good idea. Um, also, you can check my Instagram for info on that but it should be a fun time and it's yeah. like real low commitment you guys right it's like from, it's called from the couch theater it's what time is it on friday 8 p.m 8 p.m click a link watch some short plays mm-hmm. spooky plays on zoom it'll be great it'll be great um from the couch theater theater with an re theater with an re the fancy way theater with an re Great. <laughs> I mean, technically, um, theater with an R-E is like the craft of theater, and theater with an E-R is like the building, um, but yeah. I've left the room. <laughs> um, All right. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. <laughs> we watched two movies, you guys. Right. Number 130. Mr. Brooks. Mr. Brooks from 2007, and number 57, Final Destination 2 from 2003. Love it. Great. Let's, Let's start with Mr. Brooks. Mr. Brooks, baby. Um, as we said, 2007, directed by Bruce A. Evans. Yes. And our IMDb summary is, a well-respected businessman is sometimes controlled by his murder and mayhem-loving alter ego. Now that's true. <laughs> it's correct. Technically correct. It is one of 
I'm going to say 700 plot lines in this movie. <laughs> I guess it's the main plot line, but it doesn't... If someone asked me what Mr. Brooks was about, and it would it would take me uh, several hours to answer. <laughs> so strap in. Strap in. Because that's what we're here to do. And um, that would not be how I would describe it. Yeah. How would we describe it? Okay. So- <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We're just going to talk about what it's not. Um, so Mr. Brooks... Played by Kevin Costner. Played by Kevin Costner. He is, um, he owns a box factory. (laughs) He owns a box factory. So this movie is very moody. In Oregon. Yeah, in Oregon. It's a very moody, like, thriller. Mm -hmm. It's it's in the thriller genre. It's not like a a horror movie in that kind of way. But, uh, you know, it it has horror elements or whatever. He owns this box factory in the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. How would you describe the box factory? It's an, I mean, he's doing very well for himself. It looks like the fucking Guggenheim Museum, this <laughs> box factory. It is ultra modern. It looks, it's the most expensive box factory you've ever seen. Everything is pristine white, these huge glass windows. Yeah. You never see like a foreman on the factory floor. Like, um, it's a very, uh, it's a very modern box factory. That's all. Um, and so it looks, it looks crazy. It looks crazy. It does. It looks totally crazy. Um, but he, so it starts with, it starts with the serenity prayer. Like he's in, oh, yeah. he's in AA and turns out what he's addicted to is murder. Murder. <laughs> um, and he, you immediately meet Marshall, who is this like alter ego that they're talking about the mayhem loving alter ego no one else can see marshall there's never any explanation for marshall uh we'll get to it in a minute but so yeah so marshall is like kind of behind him like don't you want to do it again don't you want to do it again right marshall's played by william hurt yes billy hurt billy hurt and uh (laughs) and uh uh, Mr. Brooks is trying his damnedest not to murder anymore, but then, he, oops, he did it again. Right. Um, and he, so he murders this couple, and they're having sex in front of a window when he shoots them and murders them. Mm-hmm. And he's very, like, calculated. He plans everything out. He's got everything under control. Yeah. He has this weird orgasm when he shoots them. Yeah, if you've ever <laughs> wanted to see Kevin Costner come. <laughs> Mr. Brooks is it. This is the movie for you because he does a weird shuddery dance after he commits a murder because he's a serial killer and this is what he gets off on. I guess. Um, And after he kills them, he realizes that the blinds are open or rather Marshall realizes that the blinds are open and he closes the blinds. And then the next day, a few days later, uh, a man comes to see him at his box factory. Right. Um, He's talking to his daughter, who has decided she's going to drop out of college. Right. Um, yes. The daughter is a whole other plot line. Yes, which is why I bring it up. So, so this man comes to visit him at the box factory, and he's like, "Hey, I saw you. I have pictures of you murdering, um, and I'm going to show them to people unless you bring me along on your next murder." Right. Because he doesn't want to turn him in. He right. wants to. Also get off on murdering. Right. This guy is played by Dane Cook. Dane Cook! Comedian <laughs> Dane Cook. <laughs> While all this is happening, so then the movie follows the two of them as they like go try to find someone to murder. Right. While all this is happening, 
Mr. Brooks's daughter is under suspicion for murder at her college. Right. She comes home, says she's dropping out because she's pregnant. Yes. And then police show up at the door and say, hey, there was a murder. And there's also a plot line Mm -hmm. where Demi Moore plays the detective who's hunting down Mr. Brooks, who's known as the thumbprint killer. Yes. In in the media. Mm -hmm. And she's going through a divorce. (laughs) And the divorce is very acrimonious. (laughs) And we get really into the detective's divorce and like the divorce proceedings and certain items that they're fighting over. Yeah. Um... I would say those are the main plot lines. Well, and the detective who's hunting down the thumbprint killer is also a little bit scared because the hangman, who's another killer that she I put in jail, escaped from jail recently. So I she's forgot about this. Dealing with their divorce, trying to catch the thumbprint killer, trying not to be killed by the hangman guy. There's a whole <laughs> other killer. <laughs> it's, guys. We've been talking about the plot for 10 minutes. It, suffice it to say, it is an insane plot that isn't necessarily confusing when you watch it, but it's so complicated. It's so complicated. Yeah, it feels like they... So David Lynch has this great book Mm -hmm. called Catching the Big Fish, which is about creativity and meditation. Mm -hmm. And the thing he says in it when you're writing and you're not sure where to go next or what to do or how to, how to kind of complete it, mm-hmm. he says, ask the idea. Okay. So like, what is, what is the thing that you initially wanted to write about? Mm. Return to first principles kind of thing. Like, right. why are you excited about this? This feels like they never, <laughs> they never once looked mm-hmm. back at what it was that started this, which is like, oh, what if a businessman was a serial killer? Right. That's like the premise of the movie, ostensibly. Yeah. But it has so many other plot lines going on. And it feels, I mean, I've never said this before, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's true. Mm-hmm. Feels like it could have been a TV series <gasps> and not a movie. Whoa! <laughs> they were cramming well, it was supposed- so much. Yeah, right. it was supposed, according to the trivia, it was supposed to be a trilogy, which is, you, you really see that, I think. And yeah, they really yeah, yeah. set it up like... You're gonna go even more in depth on this detective, the and daughter, the daughter, yeah, because right. yeah, yeah, it's but crazy. It's crazy. I wonder, did this come out before Dexter? It has a very Dexter. I vibe literally to it. wait. Where is it? Is it? It is. Oh, that's what I wrote. I said it's an interesting concept, like you said, a businessman who murders. And I said a Dexter before Dexter? Question mark. I think it did. It must have come out before Dexter. Maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, like, don't fact check us, but it feels in the same vein. Definitely in the same vein. Yeah. Um, and it's it's also I something. Okay, so here's just to lay some cards on the table. Lay them down. This movie's bad. <laughs> okay. It's not. A good movie. Okay. <laughs> but I was never bored. Mm. We saw it. In the, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy that it exists. It's not boring. Mm-hmm. It's like a an insane script, like well put together, well directed, I would right. say. Like, like not, not like, um, sorry, not like really deftly directed or anything, but it's like adequately put together Mm -hmm. it's not incoherent at any point it's just like weird yeah it didn't the thing that struck me while watching it was that it didn't feel like it had any um uh what's the word i'm looking for fuck it didn't feel like it had any roadblocks 
You know what I mean? Yes, Where you're watching yes, yeah, a movie yeah, 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 and yeah. you go, something happens and you can see in your brain what the writer or the director or the actor wanted to happen in that scene. And it was like, we didn't have the budget, so yeah. you get this. <laughs> or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And this, or or like... Uh, even if it's not about budget, it's like, oh, the producer was like, you can't say that. That's too controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, this movie felt like some rich white right. dude was just like, sure, sweetie, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And he was like, yes. <laughs> no one ever said no. Right. To anything. And exactly. I, but the thing is, like, it, it's not, it's, it's like, um, it's interesting enough that it's watchable. Yes. It's very watchable. Yes. Like, it's very trashy, but f- but fun. Mm-hmm. I th- I find it really interesting to watch Kevin Costner do this role. I because he's so known as as oh I'm an all American pure of heart kind of guy. Like he played Superman's dad in Man of Steel. Okay, and like he did Dances with Wolves and like all those ninety Field of Dreams and all those nineties movies. And it's very clear. You know, you often see actors who are like. I'm going to go against type now and I'm mm-hmm. going to be a psycho serial killer kind of guy. Like Robin Williams did it all the time. Well, it's what Dane Cook was doing. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I, so I find that interesting and he's not bad. No, it's weird. I was just going to say it's weird for me because I am not familiar with Kevin Costner's work. I don't think I've ever seen Field Dreams. I don't know that I remembered that he played Superman's dad. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. couldn't name a Kevin Costner film. Right. Um, but so he was, it was weird in this. He was weird for me in this, in this movie. It's not bad. It just, I don't know. I don't know what it was for me. There's something I think, I think what it was is that watching it, I was like, this was good. I think he did a fine job. I can think of like five people who would have been incredible. Yeah, but they would have been incredible in a terrible movie. Yeah. And I think and I think it's like <laughs> it's like perfect that it's Kevin Costner for some reason. I don't know. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. No, There's no, definitely I see like, what you're saying. Like it's like, yeah, we you could have gotten like Philip Seymour Hoffman or something <gasps> in there. Literally, but, Phil Seymour Hoffman do anything. Yeah, do anything. Um, <laughs> oh. um. But you could have got him in there, and he would have been great in this, like, very strange bad movie. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, be have Kevin Costner. I don't care. That's sure. great. Sure. Yeah. William Hurt is William Hurt is having a lot of fun. He is having so and much he's fun. He's really good. Which I is think. great. He's like yeah. he's like actually good. Yeah. Demi Moore is like Love Demi doing Moore. her thing. Doing her thing. Love She's Demi great. Moore. Yeah. Marge Helgenberger. Is the it plays Kevin Costner's wife? Oh yeah, she's fine. She's on CSI. CSI. What's her name? Panabaker. Danielle. Is it Danielle? I think it's Danielle Panabaker. But I there's a documentarian named D A Panabaker, and I always get them confused. Anyway, this anyway, is not the a daughter. Good thing. She's really good. She's Daughter's like good, been yeah. in a bunch of different things, and I think she's always really really yeah. good. Um, um, uh, Dane Cook. Oh, is so, first of I all, already forgot that Dane Cook was yeah, in the movie. Yeah, first of all, we watched this with our friend, and yeah. he he was like, he was here, and we were like, oh, we have to watch one of our movies tonight, and we hadn't watched either one, and we were trying to decide which one, and we went with this one, because he hadn't seen it. Right. And he was like, what is it about? And we're like, we're not going to tell you anything about it. Yeah. Because so, it's about so many things. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
And so it was like fun for, to watch him realize that it was Dane Cook. Dane Cook is absolutely the reason I saw this movie when it came out mm-hmm. because there was a, a time in my life where I was really into Dane Cook, you guys. I his comedy I I haven't listened to it in a while. <laughs> It's probably wildly out of date, but there was a moment where I was like, oh my God, Dane Cook is the funniest shit there has ever been. Yeah. You were in your 20s, <laughs> right. early 2000s, and you went to big state schools. Right. And- well, he does, you know what it is? He does that, um, that same kind of physical comedy that, uh, that Pete... Holmes. Holmes does, yeah. Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. where he just like makes his body real goofy, and I love that shit. And commits, and like, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, yeah no. I- um, anyway, so absolutely the reason I saw this movie, and I rewatching it was really fun because I was like, he's actually doing really well. I think he like did a really good job. Yeah, and that sounds really patronizing. <laughs> I think <laughs> it sounds way more patronizing than I mean it to sound, but it it was clearly him. Trying to be like, look, I can do other things. Um, and I think he did a great job. And I'm kind of surprised he doesn't have a career. He has a career. He's fine. Is he? What's he doing? I'm sure he like has a podcast with a Patreon and makes like $10 million a month or something. I don't know <laughs> okay, what I he's mean, doing. I mean like more of like a, oh, he's not like a film career. Mainstream yeah. movies. Yeah. Sure, like yeah. I'm surprised that he, because he was so popular as a comedian. Yeah. And then clearly has the chops to... To be in a film. Sure. I think. I'm just surprised, yeah. I guess. He, I mean, there was a moment where it was like, oh, Dane Cook is in movies. Like, Good Luck Chuck and... Oh, yeah. What wasn't some others? <laughs> I really should have had some others. Oh, mother. I really should have had some more ready at the ready. I was like, oh, like, Good Luck Chuck, the movie we all know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Good you know Luck Chuck. You know that really Chuck. popular movie, Good Luck Chuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good Luck Chuck. <laughs> We the movie stop we're all familiar Jack. with and that we all enjoy. <laughs> oh, this movie, I think I said this last episode, but this movie has one of those things in it. You know, like that thing where you just like see something and it just sticks in your brain oh, forever yeah, and always and it just messes with you at all times. So when uh, Mr. Brooks breaks into the apartment to kill these people... Um, and this kind of happens a couple times throughout the movie. There's a chain lock on the door. Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, chain lock. That's impenetrable. Yeah. Like, or if I'm someone penetrates safe. it, they're going to make a lot of noise. Right, exactly. You'd have to bust down the door to get yeah. in here. And he literally has a magnet on a stick. And he opens the door slightly and sticks it through and slides the chain lock off. And that's how he gets in. And it that fucked me up. That forever. fucked me up forever. Because I'm just like, no, the chain the chain lock is, it, it keeps you safe. No! <laughs> like, f- I always think of that whenever there's a chain lock on something. I'm like, fucking fat yeah. lot of good you are. Yeah, Mr. Brooks can get through that with no problem. No problem! Ugh! You, when you check into hotels, you're like, have you taken precautions against Mr. Brooks? <laughs> Have what's you your, seen Kevin Costner around here? What's your Mr. Brooks policy? <laughs> um, so I have not looked at my notes at all. Oh, I love that. Uh, because we, there's just so much to talk about. But looking at it now, mm-hmm. my main point. Yes. The people, I wrote this down, the people who made this really thought they had something. They did. You can tell. They did. And I think that that kind of movie, I would so much rather watch that kind of movie than... 
um, just some like kind of boring like corporate product. I don't know really know how to put it, but like this movie is bad but interesting. Yeah, and is has so much going on that is insane and is also just jam packed on stuff. Um, yeah, it feels that feels very tied into like what I was saying about like no one stopped him, no totally. one told him yes. no. It's that same thing. It's like they thought they had it. There's a scene. There's like a shootout scene where Demi Moore shoots the lights out in a hallway, and then it's just a strobe effect as she shoots at the hangman <laughs> killer. Yeah, and it's just like wow, they were so excited about. And this our scene. friend pointed out, it's like if you can hit a light bulb. <laughs> yeah. You can hit the guy who's standing in the hallway. Right. She shoots out the lights so that he will be disoriented and she can shoot him. Right. And then she just shoot, shoot him. him first. Right. Anyway, um, a movie that this really reminded me of in terms of like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Is The Accountant with Ben Affleck and Anna Kendrick. Oh, God, I forgot about that movie. Right. But it's the same thing where it's like, okay, there's a premise to the movie, and then there's 17 other premises <laughs> that are going on in the same movie. Yeah. Where it's like, in that one, he's like an accountant for the mob who's also an assassin. Yeah. Who's also, like, it's... Do it's, we own that? No, we don't own that. Okay. That's <laughs> like, no, we're no, going to no, have no, to no. watch The Accountant again. No, no, no. Um, um, I think, honestly, my biggest complaint with this movie is the, the way they handle Marshall... Because I think there's, I, I like love that kind of shit. Like I love, you know, um, for some reason, the only example that's coming to mind right now is the sixth sense. Spoiler alert for the sixth sense. Fuck. <laughs> um, and I, I, I just love, I love that the way they handle it in that movie. And I'm going to say the thing that is going to make everyone hate me and be like, <gasps> fuck you. But I, Figured out about halfway through the movie what was going on uh-huh. in The Sixth Sense. Um, but it was so cool because then I got to watch how they play with it. Yeah. Um, and I wish they had had um, a better idea of the rules for Marshall and stricter rules for him. Because yeah. basically, so like they're in a car. It's Mr. Brooks and Dane Cook's character. And they're like... Looking for somebody to murder. And Marshall's sitting in the back and talking to Mr. Brooks. And Mr. Brooks is just answering him. Yeah. And speaking out loud. And it's clear that Dane Cook's character can't hear him. Right. But why is he speaking out loud? Like, they don't... I just... I want them to play with it a little bit more. Yeah, they don't have any fun with it. it. Yeah, like, make it... Because they sort of start to do that with the rearview mirror thing. Like, Mr. Brooks does a lot of, like, moving the mirror out of the way so he can't see Marshall when he's, like, done talking to Mm -hmm. him or whatever. But they just didn't... Yeah, they didn't have fun with it. They didn't have fun with it. And and also, like, he was just there. Like, it was... And it was never, like... It wasn't even, like, a thing where you thought... Where we were supposed to think that he was real. Right. It wasn't a reveal. Right. Yeah. They could have done a crazy reveal. They could have really played with the rules of he's only talking to him when he's looking in a mirror or, um, you know, whatever it is. But I just wish it's, it's a cool concept to have this like alter ego that we can see as the audience and no one else can see and to not play with that at all or make it interesting is a real missed opportunity. Well, they didn't have time. (laughs) <laughs> because they needed to spend time 
establishing that Demi Moore's ex-husband has a picture in the attic that he really wants <laughs> that Demi Moore has to get for him yeah. as part of their divorce proceedings. Mm-hmm. But then she doesn't a- give it to him because he asks for more money. Because she's hella rich, by the way, and has I daddy about issues. That. She's a cop, a detective, who is also worth like $10 million. $60 million. $60 million. And so it's like, like they, it's just another plot line. It's just another, it's not even a wrinkle to her character because it doesn't like, it's not just a wrinkle to her character. It's like a, it's like a insane plot line. Another yeah. thing that I forgot about. Yeah. Um. Oh, I wrote down abortion. Gah. Yeah. Because, like, the daughter tells her parents that she's pregnant, and she says something like, I don't even know if I'm going to keep it. And he says, oh, you're not getting an abortion. I wrote it down. He says, there will be no abortion, Jane. Oh, God. He does then, like, backtrack it and turn it into this thing where he's like, your mother and I would love to raise the baby. No, but he doesn't backtrack it. He doesn't say you can have an abortion. He says you're not having an abortion. Well, but no, because no, but he does though because she, he he says there will be no abortion, and she responds with "It's my body, fuck you." Uh-huh. And he so he walks it back uh-huh. and says like, "You're right. We would love to. We would love a grandchild. And right. We would love. Please to give this us baby. this gift or whatever. That'd yeah. be a wonderful gift for us. Yeah. To me, that is like, oh, me laying down the law isn't effective." Let me put this in positive terms, positive Mm -hmm. reinforcement. But it is like you're not having an abortion to me. And I that's a very strange moment in the movie because it's like is like it's just it's taken as a given that Mr. Brooks is pro life. Yeah. And it's not explored or examined at all. Right. In any like interesting way. It's just kind of like, yeah, obviously he is. Right. Again, that feels like that no one said no to them. No producer was like abortion controversial topic let's not do that right (laughs) right i really like the shot of william hurt in the mirror though like from a cinematography point of view his head is like really enveloped in shadow and you can't really see anything besides just his like literally his face not his head it's like Mm -hmm. effectively creepy i would say that's a positive in the column for mr brooks oh i forgot about this there's something so you start the movie I wrote this down. And text pops up. What is it? What does it say? The hunger has returned to Mr. Brooks's brain. It never really left. Text on the screen. So weird. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. It's like I wrote bold move. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Um, all right. Disc itself. It looks fine. The movie looks fine. Uh, we had previews for Live Free or Die Hard, Home of the Brave, and Rescue Dawn. I don't think there was anything super incredible about the disc otherwise. No, it had a lot of features, which definitely made me feel like, again, like, oh, they thought they really had something. Here. Yeah, lots or of maybe commentary just, and lots of, like, process stuff, it seemed like. Like, yeah. building a serial killer. Yeah. They were very excited about this, and it shows, and that's wonderful. Right. I would rather watch a movie that the people were excited about. Yes. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mr. Brooks, we did it. Shall we move on to movie number two? Yes. Final Destination 2 from 2003, directed by David R. Ellis. Mm-hmm. IMDb summary. When Kimberly has a violent premonition of a highway pileup, she blocks the freeway, keeping a few others meant to die 
safe. Ooh. Or are they? The survivors mysteriously start dying, and it's up to Kimberly to stop it before she's next. Very weird sentence construction in that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of what it's about. Sequel to Final Destination. Yeah. It definitely opens with a previously on Final Destination. Yes, it does. It Which opens, is it, and it's like so long. It's yeah, the credit sequence exactly is like, here's what happened in the first one, which is, you know, the, there was like the they got crashed. they got off a plane that yeah. then crashed and then death hunted them down through a series of like elaborate deaths essentially. Like, yeah, and it's like a guy on a talk show who's saying like, no, this is like death going after them and blah yeah. blah blah, and and then of, they do it. So they have that previously on Final Destination in the credits, and then later there's a character who, when they're all together, all the main characters, who, like, then again recaps what happened in the first one. Hey, remember that plane crash <laughs> last year? And they all talk about it again, and it's like, we did this already, we man. We get it. Um, so, yeah, so this is the second movie in the Final Destination franchise. Yes, it is. I love this franchise. You do. I also love this franchise. I really do. And I think this is the best one in the franchise oh, that I love. I do think it has the most iconic deaths. Right. Because that's the whole thing with Final Destination, is that it? it's not just like death coming for you. It's like, oh, you didn't die in this plane crash? Well, I'm going to kill you in the craziest fucking way possible. Right. There are these like <laughs> wild sequences that are like co- these choreographed kind of Rube Goldberg things where like it's... It doesn't make any sense the second you start thinking about it. The second you think about it, it doesn't make a lick of sense. No. So death didn't get you in this plane crash or this highway pileup or whatever. Right. So why doesn't death just give you a heart attack? attack? (laughs) But instead what death does is like trick you into thinking you're going to die a certain way and then kill you in a funny way in the at the last second <laughs> yeah okay so like for Sorry. for example the first guy we're ju- we're not going to do this for all their deaths yeah, but yeah, the yeah. first we'll guy so she has the premonition she and this is how all of the final destination movies are it's it's someone a group of people are doing something someone has a premonition convinces a bunch of people to not do that thing they don't die and then the rest of the movie death stops right and there's always one big set piece at the very beginning of a ton of people dying of an insane death yes so this one was like a highway crash where it uh a highway crash that starts with like a truck with a bunch of logs on it and the chain breaks and a log flies off and then cars are exploding and motorcycles are killing people it's insane but the one, the first guy who dies is, he just won the lottery. So he comes home, he's carrying like a box with a, an Apple computer and like a bunch of other shit. Oh yeah, he spent he, a lot of money. He almost trips on all of this shit in the hallway of his apartment building. He doesn't. He gets in, he puts his stuff down. He's, uh, he throws, he's got a pot, his apartment is disgusting. He's got a pot of old noodles on the stove, throws the noodles out the window, pot back on the stove to cook up some sausages puts the sausages on 
Then he is trying on some of the stuff he bought with his lottery winnings, which includes like a shiny watch and a ring. And then the ring falls off into the garbage disposal. Uh Oh, so obviously he puts his hand down the garbage disposal to get the ring back. And then his arm is stuck and he's trying to get his arm out of the garbage disposal. And uh oh, his sausages catch on fire and his apartment is filling up with smoke and fire. He is struggling to get his hand out of the sink. He finally gets it out. This whole time you're afraid his hand is going to get eaten up by the garbage disposal. It doesn't. Gets his hand out. He grabs a fire extinguisher, tries to put the fire out. It doesn't work. He tries to go out the window. Death slams all the windows shut. Yeah, we'll talk about that. (laughs) So he throws a chair through the window, gets out of the window, and onto the fire escape. He climbs down and gets on the ladder to, like, get down the last bit of the fire escape. And it's not going. So he's, like, bouncing on it in midair. And then... He and then he finally gets it to go down and it like he f- kind of falls down and gets down and it springs back up. And you're like, OK, he's good to go. Oh, wait. Then he slips on the noodles that he threw out the window earlier onto his back. The ladder comes crashing down, stops just short of his head for a second. He doesn't get up and move. He just laughs. And then the ladder continues and slams through his eyeball and right. his head explodes. And that's how he dies. And that's how he dies. And somewhere in there, a magnet falls into some takeout and goes in the microwave. Oh, yeah. Then, so I it's just this crazy. That. So the whole, every death is like that. Where yeah. There's just this crazy Rube Goldberg situation that takes forever. And there are these huge set pieces that are like really fun to watch. Yeah. And the whole franchise is built around watching people almost die and then die. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. That and is like the whole thing. disgusting, gory, gory deaths. Right. Like, and I ugh. I will say that I think this Final Destination movie is the most purely what it is. Yeah. Like I think the first one is pretending it's a real movie. Mm-hmm. And I think later they get, they're still good, but they some of them just work better than others. Mm-hmm. But this one has great deaths mm-hmm. and it is... Just an excuse to show you a bunch of people dying in very wacky ways. That's interesting that you say that because I feel like this one is the most, and maybe I'm just misremembering the other ones. This one feels the most like hoodoo voodoo for me mm-hmm. because the girl who's like having the premonition, because this is the other thing in the first movie. Death not only comes from them and kills them, but they realize that it's killing them in the same order they would have died on the plane. On the plane. Get out of here. (laughs) So, and with this one, there's this whole thing where it, like, it decides that um, instead of killing them in order, it's killing them backwards because, um, and this is kind of a fun reveal, so spoiler alert, but... uh, they realized that all of them were somehow connected to all of the people that died in the first movie. Um, so then the one survivor from the first movie, who's in the second movie, um, is like, oh, it's killing people. It's killing you guys backwards to sew up the loophole and close the loop. So that's why it's killing them in backwards order. I'm shaking my head. Um, <laughs> Literally. Literally. He- and then, no, sorry, just really quickly. And then there's also a thing where, like, like someone saved her, so that reset it. 
Like, there's a weird and thing. And late in the movie, they're, like, trying to figure out how to beat death. And it's all about, oh, we have to find this pregnant woman. Yes. Because by saving her, if she can have her... So we saved her on the highway, is right. what they think. Right. And if she can have her baby, that's a new life. And it resets grand, death's right. grand A new design. soul. A new soul that never should have been. Here's what I'll say. Uh-huh. When these movies start talking about that stuff, uh-huh. about the rules... Yeah. I go elsewhere. <laughs> I fully disassociate. Like, my brain doesn't... Like, I was watching it this time, and I love this movie. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. And you're right. You're 100% right that there's so much of them trying so hard yeah, and to she, make and it like, into and a like, real movie. And, like, her premonitions are, like, like not crystal clear and she's like figuring them out and the and like the the survivor girl is like you gotta watch for signs and it's like well, that is okay. crazy so that's this other <laughs> element of these movies where they say where the survivor from the first movie says is giving them tips and says have you seen anything creepy or ominous recognizing the signs is the difference between life and death so literally anything creepy that happens <laughs> is like part of it. Right. It's, yeah. And is part of death's grand design. So they start looking for signs and they're never wrong. That's the thing about the signs. Yeah. It's so nuts. Yeah. They're like, oh, I saw, you know, a, a shadow that looked like a man with hooks. Yeah. And then that means a man with hooks is going to kill Karen. Oh my God. And they God. call Karen and sure enough, there's a guy with like prosthetics and stuff. <laughs> it's so Silly. Right. And my question is, why would Death be pissed that he didn't get to kill you and then leave you all these signs about how he's going to kill you? Right. Why would he give you any leg up? The signs <laughs> thing doesn't make any sense. because no. It would be so interesting if they... and Oh, and then the other thing is that they all the time see the number 180, which was the flight in the yeah. original one, yeah. in the original Final Destination, Flight 180. And so the number 180 is all over this movie, all over all the movies. Yeah. And if you see 180, you're going to die, essentially. <laughs> and you're right. It just doesn't make any sense. So you 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 know what? You're right about this movie. <laughs> I concede the point that it is it is also doing the thing that the first one's doing, where it's just like so much weird connective tissue trying to make it make sense. Yeah. But maybe it's just because the deaths are so good in this one. They or really maybe it's are. just like, I, this might be the first of these movies that I saw. Because oh. I don't think I saw the first one. You know what I remember? We bought this movie as part of a box set of the first three when we were in Virginia for Thanksgiving one year. And we had to kill time. Oh, yeah. At the hotel one night or something. And we went to a video store by the Food Lion. <laughs> and this was like $10 for the three movies. And it was like, great, this is what we're doing tonight. Um, <laughs> That's so funny. And... So, so maybe it's just that I love, that I like have a fondness for this one. Yeah. But this one is my favorite of the Final Destination movies. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, there's so many good deaths. There's the dentist's office one. I mean, the highway death in and of itself in the beginning, I think about every time I'm on the highway. Right. For sure. So like, you've done your job, horror movie, (laughs) where I think about you. Every Anytime a, a truck <laughs> passes us with, like, anything, any, like, big cargo, like, open cargo on yeah. it, I'm like, huh, Final I mean, Destination. We, we say it all the time in <laughs> yeah. the car. Final Destination. Final Destination. <laughs> and because the premise of this franchise is just that death is a thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole franchise. It's not that, like, someone's going to come into your house. It's not that ghosts are real. It's not, like, the the I just love the franchise so much because the premise is just death. Right. 
and that's it, and we're <laughs> all going to die. Right. So there's literally no escaping it. Right. And that, yeah, I think that's the thing that's that's really interesting about the franchise, too, is that, like, very few people actually survive. Right. Like, some of them do. Right. But, and it's just that thing of, like, you can't cheat death, I right. guess. Um, yeah. I, it's, the thing that's funny about this film, too, is that, like, it's so weirdly camp. Mm-hmm. But also taking itself really seriously. Yeah, it feels like <laughs> Mark Wahlberg in The Departed. Talking about The Departed <laughs> again. Mark Wahlberg in The Departed is incredible. Yeah, he is. It's hysterical. And wasn't there like a, a an interview or something with him where he was like, basically, he thought he was like doing a really good job, and he is doing a really good job, but he didn't think he was being funny, right? And he is hysterical in that movie. Right. And it's so it's like he's so good, but he like stumbled upon being good yeah. by being absolutely fucking ridiculous. And that's what this movie feels like to me. Right. I know. I agree. I think that these I think that the death set pieces in the movie, especially, are like are like comedic set pieces. Yeah. Like they are. It's I mean, I don't mean to get too like film school about it, mm-hmm. but they're like like Buster Keaton or Charlie Chaplin comedy set pieces where like there's physical elements mm-hmm. and there's constant, I mean, that's all Buster Keaton does is escape death narrowly. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, a, f- a house falls on you, but it, the, you are standing at the part where the window is. Yeah. Or like you're on a train and then the train separates and your legs go two different ways, but then they come back together. That kind <laughs> of shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, I don't mean to be too highfalutin about the Final Destination franchise, <laughs> but I really do believe in my heart of hearts that they are, like, getting at a central thing about life uh-huh. and that they are so, these set pieces are, like, these beautifully choreographed things that are also related to comedy <laughs> that are, like, get at the absurdity of our existence yeah. in a very, like, profound way. Yeah. There was just, I don't mean to, I'll, yeah, I, you know, you know, anyway. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it, it, it's great. And, and, you know, for all, you know, for all of that, it, it being so complicated and very silly, how they connect it to the first movie. I kind of love that. I love the commitment because that is true again throughout the franchise. They are so committed to this thing and the origin of Flight 180. Right. That it's great. Like I, I. I love that. I love something that's going to create a lore and, right. and and stick to it. And it really does. Yeah. Um, oh, you're talking about how it's funny. There's parts of it where, exactly, where, like, the, it is so funny. And the, the line I wrote down that is, like, one of the funniest lines I've ever heard in a movie mm-hmm. and is not played for laughs at all mm-hmm. is they're, they're all in the room, in the apartment, talking about how they're going to escape death and talking about these rules and like death's coming for us. We're on death's list, all this stuff. And then someone hits a pool ball, which hits a mousetrap, which then the pool ball flies up, knocks a kayak (laughs) down, which almost hits one of them Mm -hmm. and goes through a window. And Allie Larder says, Oh, I should have seen that coming. (laughs) And it's like, what? It's so funny. And I like it's object that line is objectively funny and would be funny in a like in a in a, you know in a comedy 
Yeah. But it's just like played as such straight. Like, straight, yeah. It's Completely really straight. Insane. It's so great. The um, movie has Tony Todd in it also who, play, who was Candyman. He plays the... Um, oh, the death guy? The death guy. He's like, yeah. They knew... It feels very much like a studio note. It's like you can't have a, fran- a horror franchise and just it's like off-screen malevolence the entire time. <laughs> yeah. So you need something. So they were like, okay, we'll put Tony Todd in it and he'll be like a grave digger or something. Well, and yeah, he's, he's kind like, of like... He, he like was cremating the guy. Yeah, I don't know. So he any... like works at the mortuary. I Again, guess? if they're not the death scenes, my brain is off. <laughs> I am not in the room. I am thinking about other death scenes. Um, the movie also has a real uh, X Files feel to it. The way that it's like, I think the first one was written by one of the X Files writers oh. or something, like, or maybe this mm-hmm. one was. I can't remember, but it has that real like. Um, like this is such an X Files concept. I yeah. don't know, like of like, of the in that it makes zero sense when you start to think <laughs> about it, but that it's very fun to watch and it's like, oh, what is this? What's going on? You yeah. know that kind of thing. You mentioned the friends, yeah, and the so she, yeah, they're, <laughs> but she, so she their friends all die pretty immediately, yeah. But the movie starts with Kimberly, the, this main character. She's going to Daytona with her friends, yeah. And, and they, they live in like yeah they they all have New York plates yeah so they're getting in the car and they're gonna drive fourteen hours or something like that to Daytona to Daytona why but <laughs> the line I wrote down because she's saying goodbye to her dad mm-hmm. in the beginning and her friends are her her like her slutty, girlfriend yeah, yeah slutty friend is in the car you know slutty not a pejorative like you know own your body sure. and do what you want everything's great <laughs> but she is you know it's, the type is like oh she's the slutty friend or right. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but so her friend is in the car and she and Kimberly's saying about her dad and her friend says, can we go get the guys? I'm getting horny. horny. I wrote that down too. <laughs> and because it's also like that actress does not pull it off. I don't know why they cast this girl as yeah. the quotey fingers slutty friend. And like, thank God she dies because like, and she doesn't have to do any more of that because it's. Bad because she's like, the guys, I'm, I'm getting, getting horny. horny, and then they pick up these guys and they're two fucking doofuses, like, yeah. they're not cute at all. Like, I'm like, what is happening? Right but that's now? another one where I'm like, oh, the person writing this had a sense of humor about it, sure, yeah, and then but then it was not like directed that way at yeah. all. Um, yeah, so the movie I, looks fine. Talking yeah. about the disc itself, it does have a spoiler menu, which I hate. It yeah. shows the deaths in the menu. Right. Which it's is like, like oh, on, that's man. the best part of the movie, right. as you've established. Um, the, it's part of the New Line Infinifilm series, this <laughs> disc. Because, like, I guess when DVDs were coming out, everybody was trying to, all the companies were trying to figure out, like, how to brand their DVDs as, like, we take you into the movie. Yeah. And so Infinifilm was New Lines. It is so confusingly set up. It took, <laughs> you had to click through seven different menus to get to the special features. Right. Including a menu feature that's, like, here's how to use a DVD menu. Right. There's a, <laughs> there's a feature on the DVD that explains how to use features, and it's, like, <laughs> what? It's insane. Um... So I didn't love the, inf- it had a lot of extras, including some cool 
music videos. Yeah. Um, and some deleted scenes and stuff. It ha- And then, like, commentaries. And you can, like, go behind the watch when you watch the movie of <laughs> watching. Um, but, uh, you know, not... Th- but it looked fine. It was great. Yeah. Um, again, I would say this is my favorite Final Destination movie. I have... I wrote down my ranking. Oh, let's hear it. It goes two... Mm-hmm. Five. Five is great. Which one? You got to give me a death okay. for okay. Each, each one. It I know two. Two, which is a highway crash. Yes. Five, which is a bridge collapse. Three, okay. which is the raceway. Yeah. And it's supposed to be in 3D. Uh-huh. I don't remember if we saw it in 3D. In the Are you sure that's the one supposed to be in 3D? I thought the roller coaster one was supposed uh, to be You're in right. 3D. It is. You're right. Yeah. Three is the roller coaster and it's in 3D. Okay. One, which is the plane crash. Yeah. Four, which is the raceway. The raceway one is my favorite. Oh, the raceway is your least favorite. Oh, wow. Now, do I remember why? No. (laughs) But this is what I had written down. I was going to say, I don't think I have a ranking for the final (laughs) decision. No? No. No. Oh, you must. Oh, dear. Um, Yeah. Okay. Oh, one thing I want to mention. Yes, let's hear it. About this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. So at the end, mm-hmm. there is a doctor that plays a very pivotal role in the end of the movie. <laughs> it's part of her premonition, and then, like, they have to hunt this doctor down, and the doctor plays this role, and, like, oh, we got to get this doctor. Yeah. The doctor's name is Dr. Kalarjian. Kalarjian. They say the word fucking Kalarjian. <laughs> I'm going to say a hundred times at the end of the movie. <laughs> get Dr. Kalarjian. Where's Dr. Kalarjian? They're paging Dr. Kalarjian. Paging Dr. Kalarjian. Right, exactly. <laughs> They say the word Kalarjian so much that, I mean, Kalarjian loses all meaning to me. <laughs> but I will say, I love that character name. It's very specific and yeah. fun. And clearly they loved it too. Uh, they really did. It's clear. It's clearly like the screenwriter's friend's name or something. Yeah. yeah it's not like Wilson. Like, it's like, oh, I'm na- gay. Yo, bro, I'm naming this character after you. Yeah, it's like when you, it's like when you uh, slip Kevin into a script or something. Great. Yeah. So oh, I wanted we to mention Kalarjian. Kalarjian. Um, something we forgot to talk about with Mr. Brooks, but we can talk about for both of them now. Are they available? They are both available to purchase. Okay. Online. Easily. Easily, but you they're not on any streaming. Free streaming. Yeah. Okay. I guess Final Destination 2 is on one called Fubo TV that I've never heard of. <laughs> Fubo. <laughs> So, you know, there. but you could, if you wanted to watch any of them, you could purchase pretty them easily. pretty easily. They're not like out of print or anything. Or good to know. Good to know. Anything weird. All right. All right. Um, well. I gotta say, I don't know. I know you know. I <laughs> love Final Destination 2. Mm-hmm. And we have the whole franchise on I DVD. I know. I know. That's a thing. We can't. Get rid of one. That would be annoying. The best one. <laughs> like, it would be like, oh, we only own Godfather 3 or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, so, to me, it's like, oh, no-brainer. Because Mr. Brooks, I also am good with. I don't need to see it again. I feel like I've seen it plenty. Um, it is interesting. We, I think I liked M- Mr. Brooks more than you did. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Um, And I don't hate it. I think I was pleasantly surprised by Mr. Brooks. Like, I was like, oh, this is going to be absolute trash. And I didn't feel like it was trash. It felt... It feels like in a different category than Final Destination. 
Like, it's a thriller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, not necessarily, like, a horror. Right. And Final Destination are very, like, you know, you explain the premise, mm-hmm. and it's one thing, but then you realize, oh, these are, like, teen horror movies. Like, yeah. they're, they're not teenagers in the movies. They're usually, like, college students or yeah. something like that. But they're very much, like, in the teen horror, like, post-scream kind of yeah. um, genre. It's a post-scream world, baby. Hey, we're all living in it. Um, I mean, you know. We could, uh, do you want to keep Mr. Brooks? I don't know. I'm trying to decide if I care enough about it. It's like a fun addition to the, to our collection. Right? It's like, and I think that's part of it too. That's part of the appeal for me too, is that it's such a weird off brand almost thing. Mm -hmm. (sighs) But we can't get rid of number two in a line of things. That's true. We can't get rid of Final Destination 2. <laughs> You're like, I'm putting my foot down. There will be no abortion, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you look around the table and you don't know who the Mr. Brooks is, it's you, you. you're the Mr. Brooks. You're man. the Mr. Brooks. <laughs> um, but, you know, we could... We could make a donation. We could. I don't know. Keep Mr. Brooks starring Kevin Costner from 2007. I mean, it's that same thing where it's like, you know, making a donation is great. We would love to make a donation. Is it worth the conceit? Right. It's not about, it's not about the money. It's not about, you know, donating being a of course, good thing. Of course. It's about, is it worth the conceit? Because it feels like a failure. Of course. When we say that. But it's up to you. I'm leaving it up to you in the same way that Mr. Brooks... Walked back his abortion <laughs> stance, but did not really walk it back. I'm leaving it up to you in that I would love to, it would be a beautiful gift to me, as Mr. Brooks says about a baby. If you, to get rid of Mr. Brooks? No, to keep Mr. Brooks. Oh, I thought you were saying to get rid of No, it would, be, it would be a beautiful gift to your mother and me <laughs> if we kept Mr. Brooks and made a donation you know, maybe we did the Bell Project last time. Maybe this week of all weeks, we give to some reproductive justice funds. Something yeah. Like that. You know, we um, should do that anyway. We do do that anyway, but we, we do. should do. We should also do it anyway. Um, but uh, anyway, I'm leaving it to you, dear. I'm also trying to think if I would actually watch it again. Yeah. It yeah it does feel like one of those things where like five years from now. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to watch Mr. Brooks. Oh, it's Brooks time, baby. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Ooh. I think I want to keep it. We're keeping both. We're keeping both. Who knew, Who, who could have guessed? Who could have guessed? It's always weird. It's always weird matchups. Yeah. Data point of two here, but, <laughs> but Fly Away Home and Notorious was the last one. Oh, yeah. And this is Mr. Brooks and Final Destination 2. So <laughs> it's not like, oh, like, uh-oh, we have, like, Psycho oh versus Citizen gosh. Kane. It's like, uh... Do we Mr. own Citizen Kane? No, we don't own Citizen Kane. <sighs> I've never seen Citizen Kane. And well... I was worried I would have to see it. <laughs> I already know the thing. I feel like I... Yeah, the thing is not the thing. The thing is, it's not like a big <laughs> twist. It's just like a, you know, anyway. It's, anyway. We don't talk about Citizen Kane. All right. Jesus Christ. All we're right. We're keeping both. We're keeping both. And we're, we're going to donate to, where are we going to donate to? We'll find one and I'll post it on our social. We'll let you guys know. 
Hey guys, so we decided we wanted to donate to a reproductive justice fund in a state where it's not the most accessible, and we picked uh, Yellow Hammer Fund, which is in Alabama, and they say they, we envision a society in which reproductive decisions are made free from coercion, shame, or state interference, a society in which individuals and communities have autonomy in making healthy choices regarding their bodies and their futures, Uh, and we love that. So if you have the means and you want to donate, they have a website. It's yellowhammerfund.org. But we encourage you, again, if you have the means and you want to, um, to to maybe find something like that in another state where things like uh, reproductive health and education and help are not the most accessible. Thanks. Um, And should you feel so compelled slash should you have the means... You can donate there too, right? Because the world is a crazy place. Um, okay, get out there and vote, guys. We're not going to ask Siri uh, uh, what we should watch next because we already picked it. Flash your minds back to um, the end of September and uh, Siri picked a number between this and this. Uh, we're going back to the main sp- spreadsheet. We're going back. We're going to watch the Hudsucker Proxy and something else that I can't remember because I'm so focused on watching the Hudsucker Proxy. You got proxy fever. I got proxy fever. You got a uh, 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 chicken prox. <laughs> wow, that took maybe longer than it should have. You were like, uh, uh. <laughs> um, small prox would have been better. Small prox? Chicken prox is better, I think. We should Chick- talk about Chickens are funnier than small. We should talk about this some more. Um, <laughs> the other movie is Squid and the Whale. Squid and the Whale! I'm also excited to watch that one. Great. Well, you're going to have a great week. So next week, on <laughs> Sucker Proxy versus Squid and the Whale. I hope you liked our spooky season uh, match-em-ups. Uh, maybe, wink, wink, we'll do something similar in a future month. Who knows? All Easter movies. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ Superstar. Passion of the Christ. We don't own Passion of the Christ. You're right, we do. <laughs> we don't own Jesus Christ Superstar. How dare you? What do we own that's an Easter movie? Alright, we'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. Alright. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, especially if you got this far. You can find us in all of the places at DVD Deathmatch. Uh, we're on the Insta, we're on the Twitters. You can shoot us an email. We have a website. Holy moly, we are all up in that internet. Um, I hope you're safe and healthy and happy. Thank you for listening. Come back next week and see who survives. DVD Deathmatch. <laughs> but anyway, take care of your mental health. Yeah. Um, You're, we're talking about how much we want Donald Trump to win, right? That's uh, what we revealed uh, right now that we were like full Mecca. Uh, doy doy. <laughs> <laughs> there uh, will be no abortion, Jane. <laughs> oh, news. yeah. Do you think Mr. Brooks voted for Trump? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, probably. He's he got to keep his box he factory was ve- afloat. He was probably very like, oh, I don't care for his, his style. I wish he didn't tweet as much. But yes. like, mm-hmm. you know, the tax cuts for the box factory and stuff. Right. For sure. One of the most repellent views. More repellent <laughs> than just like I'm full on. Yeah. Well, let's not rank them. They're both bad. They both suck. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Death from Final Destination voted for Trump?
death is cool, man. Death is cool. I think death was like a Bernie supporter. Death is a Bernie supporter. That's I think the only you're right. way that man is still alive. <laughs> is that death is on his side. <laughs> boom, 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 wow, boom, boom. My mouth is a gate. <laughs> I'm definitely cutting no, that out. No, leave it in. It's great. <laughs>